Hello and welcome to this week's Money on Politics podcast, which, curious enough, isn't actually really about politics this week. It's about a political issue, which is travelling on an airline in the era of COVID-19. This one is based on a column that first appeared on Broadsheet on Monday, June 28th. And note that I'm recording this in exactly a week later on Monday, July the 5th. In the column, I recounted my experience of travelling to and from Spain on a three-day family visit. Now, unfortunately, the visit was was for family reasons and for essential family reasons, and I'm not going to go into it in any great detail. Suffice to say that that visit required three PCR tests and various checks at the airport. By the way, I'm going to point out something that I've actually learned since, that one of the PCR tests which I paid for, which is the one you need to break the quarantine after you arrive home, that it turns out that I would have got that for free from the HSE. Unfortunately, nobody tells you that in advance. So if you pick up any information from this, let it be that at the very least. Anyway, here goes. It's been about eight months since I last recounted my experiences of traveling to Spain during the pandemic. And needless to add, like the majority of us, I haven't been traveling much since then. Well, up to, not up to a couple of weeks ago. As I explained the last time, this the, the travel is essential as I'm going to visit my mother, who now lives in Spain, having retired there along with my late father over two decades ago. The airport staff... The air, the cabin crew, the airline crew, all the other passengers were extremely careful, cautious and prepared. There were a few bothersome aspects of travelling with air conditioning, there, aren't there always? But none of them were somewhat were, were worth commenting on here. The one area on which I do want to focus, however, is testing. Primarily because arranging and securing tests, especially PCR tests, is neither cheap nor is it always easy. So the long story short, while my journey itself was not too difficult, the bottom line is that the, my three-day trip to Spain cost me about 250 euros of Ryanair, but the PCR tests required to make that journey cost over 400 euros combined. And now, by the way, so that was three PCR tests over the period of maybe about eight, nine days. So why do I have three PCR tests? Well, the first one is to get on the plane in Dublin so that you can actually travel to Spain. The second one is so that you can actually come back from Spain to Ireland. You require that before you board the plane in Spain because it's a condition of entering Ireland that you have a PCR test that has been conducted within the previous 72 hours. And the third test is the one to allow me to reduce my period of self-isolation to just over five days. Now, by the way, this third test is purely discretionary. You don't have to take it. If you don't, then you do your full 14 days of self-isolation. And as I mentioned... I had prepaid for this. I had booked this beforehand with a company. I got to do my PCR test in Ireland for the pre-flight one. But as it turns out, the HSE will actually supply that test for you. Now, also bear in mind, I'm fully vaccinated. I've had the two doses of Pfizer vaccine, the first at the end of April and the second one four weeks later at the end of May. I absolutely believe that we must be totally vigilant in helping to spread the stop of COVID, especially the new Delta variants and all the other variants that are going to. But if the competent health authorities in Spain feel it's sufficient for an Irish person to be fully vaccinated in order to arrive in Spain, then why would the Irish health authorities, who actually were responsible for vaccinating me in the first place, determine that I may only return home to Ireland and a 17 days of isolation if I produce a PCR test before I get on the flight? Why not an antigen test? Because getting a full PCR test while abroad isn't the most easy thing to do. Now, it's not exceptionally complicated, but it's not easy either. Now, I had to, I managed to book mine before I left Ireland. Now, I did it to a private hospital that's about 15 kilometres away from my parents' home. 
Now that hospital in particular has an has an app through which you can you can do all of this stuff. Unfortunately, the app isn't designed to be used easily with non-Spanish mobile numbers. So verifying my details in advance was complex and did take a lot of trial and error. Fortunately, I managed to do that. But from other people I encountered uh, who were going for the PCR test, they didn't. And that made their life complicated. Because what we found is when we got to the hospital is that people who couldn't get the app to work or couldn't get the app to work on their phone they needed to return the following day to pick up the results on paper. So therefore, not only did they have the cost of getting the, getting the PCR test, which in Spain is anywhere between about 95 and 125 euros, they then had to travel to this hospital and it was the only one doing it at weekends. In parts of Spain, um, pharmacies do it uh, from Monday to Friday but they don't get the results back in time for you to get the fit to fly certificate and you need to get that you need to have the test and your results back within 72 hours of flying so it, it tightens up your, your your options now even when i got there with an appointment i still had to queue for well over an hour because the spanish system is now so overwhelmed with what, that there are so many walk-ins looking for tests that the pre-booking system was effectively overwhelmed and they were taking one out of each queue and that meant we got a massive backlog because even the test because by the way although the test only takes takes six, 30 seconds to conduct you have to have the paperwork to make sure that they don't mix up the results that they've cross-checked that you are who you say you are that it cross-checks with your COVID certificates or your vaccination certificates and with your passport, etc. Well, that does take a little bit of time at the, at the hospital to sort out. By the way, now that I'm talking about my apps, I should also mention the Spanish Health Authorities app, which is a Spanish health travel app. They also have a website as well. It's exceptionally easy to use, but and it's 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 in various languages, and the English language version is niche, it's self-explanatory, and it's way ahead of the passenger location form that's produced by the Irish Department of Health. You see, when you fill in the passenger location form coming into Ireland, you do that online. But all you get in result for it is an email. And it's an email reception, it's an email receipt, which you're supposed to show at passport clearance when you come back into Dublin Airport. With the Spanish one, you get a QR code which shows on your phone. When you arrive at the Spanish airport, you go through passport control and get passport checked. You then go on to the next desk which in Alicante Airport was was located downstairs, and you then show your phone with the QR code, which is scanned. They then check that that desk, by the way, is manned by Spanish healthcare officials from the local healthcare authority, and they check your details. So they check that your your the the, the address you've given to where you're staying, where you're going to be, is correct. They cross reference it. Not only takes a takes a minute or so to do that, but I think separating out the two actions is important. Why Ireland has decided to do the two checks together and and leave it up to the passport officials to do it, I, I really uh, uh, fail to understand. Because they have, I mean, these guys are trying to look at passports. But then on top of that, they now need to look at your mobile phone and check, one, that you have an email receipt for your passenger location form. So all you can see is there is just an email that says we've received your passenger location form. It doesn't give the details of it in any great scope. And the second one is then they have to then open your PCR test. Bear in mind, if you're traveling into Ireland, chances are your PCR test will not just be in Spanish. Not just will not be in English, it'll be in Spanish. Now, 
the hospital I went to did produce it in two languages. So you had a Spanish version of it, an English version of it. But that was attached in a PDF. It came through the app. I then attached that to an email. But when I got to the passport control, so the guy is going through, the guy is now trying to check my pa passport, my passenger location form, my passport, and to check my PCR test. I, I just think it's asking one guy to do too much. And particularly, and if you want to stress that this is an important issue, then maybe the HSE should have a separate desk, a separate area at the airport, which double checks on you and which should use the Spanish tra travel app as, as an example. Uh, on which to use because I think the Irish system looks chronically inefficient and frankly almost analogue in a time when the Spanish one is, is purely digital. Now the last time I travelled I said that of the four connection points on that travel which is Dublin Airport departures, Alicante arrivals, Alicante departures and Dublin arrivals the place where there was a weak spot was at Dublin Airport arrivals and sad to say on this trip nothing changed. I think the absence of any serious HSE or Department of Health presence at the airport is a weakness and it doesn't look as if we're treating this seriously. Now, this is no way a comment on anyone at Dublin Airport, be it a staff or management or whether they're working for the airport or working for the Customs and Passport Authorities. It's purely a question of the absence of an Irish health staff presence. I want to also, by the way, when I'm talking about it, I want to pay tribute to the professionalism attention of the Ryanair staff, particularly the people they have at the departure gate. These people were meticulous in checking our COVID documentation and cross-referencing is against my passport and against the information that you submit to them in advance. They did it efficiently, but also in a relaxed way that didn't make what was potentially an anxious situation worse. And the camp professionalism that the Ryanair staff showed was exhibited by other security and customs staff right across the airport. Now, unfortunately, because of the personal circumstances, it looks like I'm going to have to travel again in a couple of weeks' time. Now, I'd much prefer not to. I hope the EU's digital COVID certificates will be up and running by then. But as we saw in yesterday's Sunday papers, there seems to be a doubt raised whether Ireland will have it up and running by the 19th of July. That is unfortunate. It should be up and running now. It applied across the rest of Europe since the July the 1st. Why we're not part of it, I do not know. Because if we're not, does that mean that we are now going to add another layer of costs onto anyone's travel for the end of June, for, for the rest of July and right into August? If we do, then we are damaging an important sector. Because if, we're in, if, if, the, end, if the end of the price of travelling, the actual cost of your flight is only 40% of the cost of the journey, well, then we're going to put the live, livelihoods and the jobs of countless thousands of airport staff and airline staff in jeopardy. And I just think that's a bad idea. And I think it's a time that somebody in government woke up to this, woke up to the importance of the airline industry to Ireland and started reflecting that in public policy. OK, that's this week's uh, Mooney on Politics podcast. Uh, there will be another one later this week, and um, I've already published this week's broadsheet article this morning, which is about, um, uh, well, it doesn't matter, you can read it, you'll find out what it's about, and I'll tell you what it's about in the next podcast. Um, in the meantime, I hope you keep well, keep safe. Unfortunately, the weather is not as good as it like you'd wish it to be for outdoor dining, but we have to make the most, best we can. All right, hope you enjoyed this. Thank you for listening, and talk to you again very, very soon. Bye. Mm -hmm.